Welcome to Talking Shop, the podcast all about Adobe Photoshop. Brought to you by learningphotoshop.cc. Here's your host, Dave Cross. Welcome to episode 17 of Talking Shop, the podcast all about Photoshop. In this episode, I'll talk about the relationship between failing French and Photoshop. I'd like to share a little story with you of my background. And as I'm telling you this story, you may be thinking, what the heck has this got to do with Photoshop? But stick with it. There is a point to the story and it will make sense hopefully at the end. Back when I was around 10 years old, my family moved from Canada to England for three years. We knew we were going there just for three years. It was the company my dad worked for, sent him there basically on a three-year assignment. So it was very exciting and we got to see lots of interesting things and I got to pick up a bit of a British accent from living there. But one of the downsides was coming from Canada and we were living in Montreal. So of course, everything there was in school was both French and English. So in, in England, the French lessons were, let's just say, a lot more simplified where the teacher would give us a phrase and we would repeat it and then spend the next half hour drawing a picture of a cat on a carpet or whatever the phrase was <laughs> that we had learned. So when I returned to Canada and went into high school, the very first day in French class, the teacher spoke French the entire time. In England, the teacher spoke English and then gave us a, fr a phrase in French. But here, right from the, the beginning of the class, everything was in French. And I was totally, totally lost. I had no idea what was happening because those three years that I've been in England was the where everyone else was learning the fundamentals of speaking and, and understanding French. So in that very first class, we were given a, a project where the teacher told a story and we had to write it down as best we could. And I was totally lost. It was it was like she was speaking a different language. Now, I mean, it was I was completely and utterly at a loss to know what to do. And I recall, well, mostly because my parents told me later that I came home and I was very upset because I didn't know what to do and I, I didn't want to fail. Now, I should take a time out and say, I was never a great student. I was always a student that was motivated more by uh, desire not to fail than to get great marks. So I was the kind of kid that was like, if the assignment was due Thursday, I'd be doing it Wednesday night. So that didn't help matters. So faced with this situation of the, the prospect of failing, and because French was a compulsory course, failing the entire year because of this, we needed to do something. And my parents found a tutor for me. And she was a student at McGill University in languages. In fact, I want to say she spoke like seven or eight languages. In fact, I remember her telling me that for fun, her friends used to play Scrabble and they just picked the language like today, let's do it in Hebrew or whatever. So I imagine they must have had all kinds of interesting Scrabble games put together. Anyway, so I went to see this tutor and the very first time she started speaking French to me and again I was totally lost and she recognized right away that what I really needed was just some work on the very fundamentals because I really didn't even know the basics so she started with hello goodbye my name is you know very very basic things and didn't push too far and gave me some things to practice on for example she would suggest that I'd watch a TV show in French and then write a report to summarize the show. Now, the first time I did that, I remember watching an episode of something like 
I don't know, the Mary Tyler Moore show or something that I'd seen before. So yes, it was in French, but I completely knew what was going on. And then I wrote the report in English and she was like, that's not exactly the point. Anyway, so, but they were exercises to get me more comfortable with the basics. So the good news is I managed to squeak through that first year of French, mostly because of this tutor and the work she did with me on a weekly basis. And more importantly, the homework she gave me and the practice sessions she made me do, uh, practicing the fundamentals so that I became more comfortable so I didn't think about them as much. And fast forward to my graduating year where part of the way you get your mark in French is you sit in front of a examiner you've never met before and basically have a conversation and answer questions. So you have to be pretty good conversationally and, and know the vocabulary and so on. And I'm very happy to say that I got a very high mark by the time I graduated and I give full credit both to her, but also to her convincing me the benefit of practicing and not being afraid to try some of the new things that I was trying to learn in French. So what does this have to do with Photoshop? Well, if you're brand new to Photoshop, you can relate to this. And if even if you're not, imagine, remember back the first time you opened Photoshop, it was like this new language. It was all these terms like layers and curves and levels and clone and all these terms that you had to learn. And everything was foreign because it was brand new. And I think a lot of people get lost in that a little bit and think that they have to learn every single tool and every single function. I've talked about this before in other episodes of the podcast where I don't believe that's true. Just like my tutor recognized that she wasn't going to expect me to learn everything right away. She started with the basics. What are the fundamental things that I should be able to say in French to get started and at least understand the way things work. It didn't happen overnight for me back then when I was trying to learn. It took a while and I'm sure there were many, many times where I was frustrated and wanted to give up because I wasn't getting it and I'd know I had practiced something before and I thought I'd learned it pretty well, but then when it came to an exam or to a conversation that I was trying to have, I'd get frustrated that I couldn't think of the right words or be able to have confidence that I was saying things the right way. Now, to be fair, if you've ever tried to learn French, it is a very challenging language to learn because, for, well, among other things, every everything you talk about, every object is either masculine or feminine. So in, in English, we just say the floor or the door. Well, in French, the floor is masculine, so le plancher. The door is feminine, la porte. Well, how do you know that? <laughs> it's just one of those things where there's no, for me at least, I didn't find there was any great logic to it. And one of the things that people say to me quite often in Photoshop is, I don't understand the logic behind why would you do things one way versus the other. And one of the things that I strongly recommend is as you start to get more comfortable with the fundamentals of things like layers, for example, and you're faced with a new project you've never done before, think of it that way. Think, well, let my, this is a function I've never done before, but is there a way I can incorporate layers into what I'm doing? And ch the chances are the answer is always going to be yes. So if you continue to break it down into those, what I would consider core functions like layers and selections and adjusting, it's amazing how often those things come up. Just 
yesterday I was recording a tutorial for my member site based on a request that someone had sent in to get, say, how do you get this particular look? And it's something I'd never really done before. But as I looked at it further, right away, I started thinking, well, if I put the subject on a separate layer and then I make this particular type of selection and then I do make a copy of that and inverse it. And I just started thinking about the way that Photoshop does things. I was able to relatively easily come up with a solution that created the effect that this member had asked for. Just because, again, the fundamentals are always there. You know, even if you're doing something that seems quite complicated, it really comes down to breaking it down into the fundamental things that you know how to do in Photoshop. All right, I'll keep talking a little more about this whole concept of learning a language, in this case, the language of Photoshop. But first... It's time for the tip of the week. This week's tip is about creating a template in Photoshop. Now, I've always said that when you save a document as a PSD file, especially if it contains smart objects, in a sense, you're creating a template. However, you need to be conscious of saving as to make a copy of that file because otherwise it'll write over the top of the existing one. So if you want it to be a true template, which means every time you open it, it opens an untitled copy. After you've saved the PSD file, go to your computer's desktop or finder, whatever it is in your operating system, find that PSD file and just change the name to PSDT for template. Once you've done that, the next time you open the file, it'll automatically open an untitled copy. With short tutorials, in-depth multi-lesson courses, and live Q&A sessions, learningphotoshop.cc provides the Photoshop training you need to succeed. Now, here's the sad part of my learning French story that I have to share. Growing up in Montreal and going to school in Quebec, where French was a requirement, it always felt like a chore. It always felt like something that I was pushed into doing because I had to. So in the Quebec school system, you go in high school to grade 11, and then typically people go to a uh, CEGEP, which is an acronym for college, a community college type thing. It's like a junior college or preparation for university. Well, there, French wasn't required. So my reaction was, oh, thank goodness, I don't have to take French. So all that time and effort I put into practicing and learning and memorizing the things you had to memorize kind of went away because I wasn't continuing it. I wasn't continuing to use it. I wasn't practicing. I wasn't taking any more training. So as you can probably imagine, very quickly, my ability to speak French went away quite a bit. I mean, even today, so many years later, I could watch a French movie and have a relatively good idea. I wouldn't be able to translate it word for word, of course, but I'd have a fairly good idea of what was being said for the most part. But if someone asked me, in fact, I've been asked several times, hey, could you teach a Photoshop class in French? And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't think that would be a good idea. It would be painful for both me and the audience because I'd be a lot of ums and ahs trying to remember the word for something. So that suggests, and I've this is one of my favorite things to talk about, and you, you'll hear me talk about this endlessly, 
is it always surprises me when I hear, well, it actually doesn't surprise me anymore. It used to surprise me. Now it just kind of frustrates me when I hear photographers talking about, oh, I grabbed my camera and I just went outside and took some photos just because I wanted to kind of practice my craft. And yet I hardly ever hear anyone talking about going into Photoshop and practicing. So one of the things that people say to me all the time is, can you remind me how to do X, whatever that function is? Can you remind me how to, let's just say, whiten someone's teeth? I know I learned that a while back, but I haven't done it in so long that I've kind of forgotten the steps. So two responses to that I usually give them. The first one is, well, for, for the future going forward, it's not a bad idea to just periodically, when you take a photograph, a portrait of a person, even if it's just a picture taken for fun of your grandson, then go through the steps just retouch it as if you were doing it for a client and go through and whiten the teeth and whiten the eyes and get rid of red and all whatever you would normally do and do it as for fun do it as a practice session so that it keeps that skill active now the other thing i would say to someone who says i can't remember the steps is don't think of it as steps think of it as those same fundamentals i was talking about before so for example whitening the teeth well the what is the issue with teeth that need to be whitened? Usually they're looking a little yellowish. It's not really that they're not dark, so they don't need to be brightened. They need to have less yellow. So that means you have to think about what function would allow you to remove the yellow from an area, which for me would suggest something like hue saturation because you can look in that dialog and see, oh, look, there is a yellow slider. Then on top of that, you're saying, but I don't want to remove yellow from everything. I just want to do it from a certain area. So what function in Photoshop will allow me to indicate the area that I want to affect? And in that case, you could do it a couple of different ways. You could make a selection and then add a hue saturation adjustment layer, or you could add that hue saturation adjustment layer and then paint on the mask to indicate the areas you want to affect. So in that particular case, again, it wasn't really a matter of remembering the steps involved and whitening teeth are one, make a selection, two, add a hue saturation adjustment layer. It was more thinking through the process. And that's kind of the approach that I always suggest we take in Photoshop is to look at what it is, the challenge you're trying to overcome and think of it in the sense of or in the context of the tools and functions that you're familiar with. I had a student just recently say to me, I was trying to remove the red from someone's cheeks and they went on to explain the steps that they used and we're almost apologizing, saying, I'm sure there's probably a better way to do this. And my response is, did you get the result that you wanted? And they said, yes. And I said, well, there you go. Then you did it. Now, could I show you a way that might be a little quicker? Possibly. Maybe not. But we shouldn't feel like we're always wondering, is there a better way? Is there a quicker way? Because, frankly, there probably is. But again, think about those those key tools and functions, and even if it's just a set of, a small set that you use all the time, the chances are you'll be able to take those and apply them to just about any challenge that comes up in Photoshop. And remember, gotta keep practicing. Merci d'avoir écouté. À la semaine prochaine. Au revoir. And with apologies to my French-speaking listeners, thanks for listening. See you next time. Please subscribe and tell your Photoshop using friends.
Find us at talkingshop.show. This podcast is not authorized, endorsed, or sponsored by Adobe, publisher of Photoshop.